the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now a word from one of our Bible Live sponsors. Our company is so proud and excited to sponsor the Bible Live. As a businessman, I have to make decisions every day about how to best invest time, personnel, and resources for the best return and results. The scriptures say there are two things on earth that will last forever, God's word and the souls of people. It's my hope that you, your family, your church, and perhaps even your business will pray about giving a tax-deductible donation to the Bible Live at this time. Together, let's expand this historic broadcast of the scriptures to other cities across our nation. A sound investment for both time and eternity. You can donate by credit card at the Bible Live website www.thebiblelive.com or mail your check for The Bible Live to P.O. Box 18888 That's P.O. Box 18888 San Antonio, Texas 78218 what makes Rose Cleaners the best in dry cleaning? They do my laundry the way I like it. The wonderful customer service. Personal quality. I have some things I like done with my clothes that I ask for, and it's always done. They do good work. I just love Rose Cleaners. Very excellent customer service, and uh, they've made me very happy since I've been here. They've got friendly employees when you walk in, and um, they haven't lost any of my clothes in 19 years. Rose Cleaners, serving San Antonio for over 20 years. Hi, I'm Eric Galindo, Training Director for the FSI Training School. For individuals and businesses, we offer certification courses in CPR and first aid through the American Heart Association. And also the Vehicle Safety Inspector course for the Texas Department of Public Safety. Courses are available every week for your convenience. Call me, Eric, at 210-314-2615. That's 210-314-2615. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible, have fun, and win valuable prizes and resources for yourself, your family, your church, or favorite ministry. Here's how it works. Listen to the Bible Live Scripture Reading Program. Weeknights at 8. Not a program about the Bible, the Bible itself. Hear a 15 to 20 minute reading each weeknight. The entire Bible every year. Then on Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Sophie will ask questions from the past week's Bible Live readings. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. had a great week, really, truly. Hope you've had a great week and ready to settle down this evening and relax a bit as you get ready for uh, some relaxation and just uh, 
tune in. Here's some questions we're going to ask you from the Bible. Uh, these come specifically from our Bible readings this past week. Uh, I hope you know that Monday through Friday, as I you just heard in our introduction, we're able to read through the entire Bible every year. I still think, after 15 years, that it's the greatest idea maybe that we I've ever had about radio. Somebody, it was time to put the Bible, the entire Bible, on the airwaves, on the public airwaves, not just a, a verse or two and then somebody waxing eloquent and preaching a sermon about it. That's that's fine. That's not fine. <laughs> Come on. We still believe in good preaching. Don't you like to hear a good preacher or someone that only, really... Only if I'm buying a car. A, <laughs> a gifted speaker, someone who really can articulate and explain. I heard a great speaker this week uh, uh, tell you about... Well, thank uh, you very much. I was out of town. Oh. And it wasn't you. I mean, you are a great speaker. There's no doubt about it. But uh, anyway, we, we uh, I, I still think... The idea of actually letting people hear the Bible itself. Let the Bible speak for itself. Let you hear exactly, word for word, what the Bible says and make your own mind up about its message, about uh, its meaning and significance in your life. Now, it's I don't think it's so uh, nebulous or so vague that we can all just hear it and we come up with 10,000. You haven't heard the question we're asking tonight. Everybody makes it. Okay, well, maybe we'll see about this. But yeah, it, I don't think we'll just kind of make up our own answer and everybody is 10,000 meanings. But because it's fairly clear, it's it's written in good, clear, modern, simple English. Yeah. We can understand it. Its message is relatively clear. There are portions of it that we say, hmm, this or that. It could mean this. And it could mean various things, of course. But essentially, the essential message of the Bible is there, it's clear, it's straightforward, and it makes sense, and it brings great light and hope and encouragement to our lives, whether it's on a personal basis or needing it for our families, for our communities, for a nation even. So um, I, I just am excited that we're able to put the Bible itself on the airways. And if you haven't tuned in, please join us any weeknight, Monday through Friday, 9.30 at this great station, and you'll get a chance to hear a 15- to 20-minute reading every night. We give you the context. We explain where we are in the reading, who the main characters are, what's happening, what with the date, the time, any important uh, any important information around context, contextual information, and then let you hear the, what the Bible itself says. A lot of you, I know a great number of you through the years, people have said, I've always wanted to read through the entire Bible. I've wanted to do it, and I just never have been able to get myself disciplined or put myself the opportunity to do it. And it's so great to be able to just go to bed each evening, Monday through Friday, and just listen and every year go through the entire Bible. We are in, right now, these small epistles, these letters that Paul wrote to the churches that he visited many of them that he helped to establish. Tonight, uh, Jacob was telling me before we started, goodness, we've got questions from many different books tonight. Look at this. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, First and Second Thessalonians, and then on into the book, the little letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, into the pastoral uh, epistles, Timothy and Titus, these two pastors that he wrote letters to. So we've got... Questions to ask you from all of those different books, and uh, we'll get a chance. You'll get a chance to call in, answer the questions, and win some great prizes. Uh, 
sending out your prize packages are in the mail as we speak, so I've gotten caught up with that. Um, so we'll we'll give you some questions in just a moment. But Jacob, first, uh, got to say hi to you and see what's hi. going on. You, what kind of week you had? A I had or? a I had a very nice week. Great, yes. smooth and no I, drama, huh? Everything? No, there's no drama. But okay. I, you know, that next week I will not be here. That's right, because I got fired. <laughs> no, you did not get no. fired. No, uh, actually, uh, my daughter's getting married. And I will be going to another state because I have to meet with the rabbi prior to the wedding. And well, I don't, I don't doubt. I'm guessing he's really wanted to check you out, make sure that. Yeah. And so, and then we'll be doing the wedding, and then. Are uh, you gonna Are you gonna smash the glass? Absolutely. Well, I don't do that. Who the, does that? Actually? The husband. Oh. The husband. I thought it would be the wife. Isn't the wife the one that always throws no. the dishes? And <laughs> well, and usually about this time, people ask, "Why do people smash a glass?" That's my next question. Why? What is the reason for at the end of the uh, well, they of, wrap of the it Jewish in a they wrap wedding. It in, yeah, at the end. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is they wrap it in a container so shreds of glass don't go everywhere. That makes sense. Uh, and then you can keep it sealed, and they can always keep it on a mantle, and it can be more than one thing. So they actually end up, they take the shards, the pieces of glass, and uh-huh. they wrap up the napkin or the cloth yes. that it's in, and they keep it? Well, it's not. It's a sealed container, actually. And so they smash it, and it'll make a big pop. And what it is is there's a couple of different meanings to it. Uh-huh. One is that, of course, when the bride and groom drink out of that cup, no, that's the end. Nobody will ever drink out of that cup again. <laughs> uh, but it also, and I kind of like this meaning, it means that, in the midst of all this joy and happiness, we ought to remember that the temples are destroyed and there are people in the world that are not happy at this moment. So in all joy and happiness, we need to remember those folks that are not happy today. Oh, great thought. Yeah, good thought. Uh, sometimes around the table we have a, like Thanksgiving, we think, oh, Lord, this wonderful meal, this beautiful table. But then we remember those that today don't have food and don't have a it's wonderful a good thing. meal. Actually, good. I was uh, calculating if my math is I did it rather fast, but I believe during our show, approximately so it was approximately between two and three thousand people will starve to death during our, this show tonight. Well, thank you for that upbeat, mm-hmm. happy. Yes. Reminder. By the way, uh, uh, I'll tell you. When grouch, since this is a wedding, and I know there's a question about wives and submitting about to husbands and all that business tonight. Uh-huh. And you know, Groucho Marx, when he got divorced, he said he got divorced because of incompatibility. Because they said his income was too low and she was not patible. Good old Groucho, yeah. That, that's... I should point out that, of course, he's Jewish. Oh, of course. Uh, we, there had to be that uh, at the end of every great or funny or talented person. Uh, Jacob reminds me, oh, you know he's Jewish, right? Or she's Jewish. Anyway, well, we've got these You did questions. know about Jesus, right? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that he was Jewish. Yes, indeed. Exactly right. Well, um, I had a great week. I went, uh, actually, a very exciting week in a sense. I went, uh, I drove. Two of the days were filled up driving. I, I actually drove instead of flying and I, I, uh, I don't know, I drove all the way up to Santa Fe directly from San Antonio. So I spent two full days on the road driving, which is not one of my favorite things to do, but you know, we made it and, uh, and, uh, I economized by driving. But I drove up to be a part of a, of a conference of a ministry I'm a part of and been a part of for many years and help supporting and working with. It's called Chief, 
Christian Hope Indian Eskimo Fellowship. And so it's made up, as you might imagine, of Native American. I'm full-blooded Apache. Uh, others uh, at the conference are from just all the different tribes across the United States. There are over 300 tr- tribes in the United States and Canada. And we had great uh, time of fellowship with ministries and, uh, and tribal leaders and ministry leaders, Native American ministry leaders from across the United States and Canada. Just a great time. Uh, and some this of was the, in New Mexico. It was in New Mexico in Santa Fe. Wow, uh, sounds great. The, yeah, it was. It was an awfully lot of fun to go around. And uh, I mean, really, I don't make a great deal of ethnicity or race. I don't think, in some ways, it's insignificant. I I do like uh, uh, the idea of not being valued or or evaluated or judged on the basis of our this color color of our skin or our ethnicity but on the content of our character i think that's a uh, a great message and i that, i think that's very biblical uh, that we do that but there is a place for celebrating all of us really celebrating our, our heritage our different legacies and backgrounds and and uh it, it is fun to kind of go to a place where everybody looks just like me that was that was kind of the thing i told jacob tonight it's all of these Indians running around, it was just kind of, uh, out of interesting. You don't, you know, I'm not accustomed to that, of course. And, uh, it's, it's a very interesting situation. Great time of fellowship. Some wonderful godly men and women that are working and ministering, helping to reach uh, native peoples across the United States. And maybe some of the folks don't know, Jacob. Let me mention this before we get into our questions that, uh, I do actually have another radio program that I'm, that I'm part of and that I host. Uh, on 400 stations, over 400 stations across the United States, carry the program. It's called The Storyteller, and it is targeted to and, and by and to Native American peoples and reservations and tribes all across the United States and Canada. And so we get a chance to uh, broadcast that program where we tell the story. Prominent uh, tribal leaders and Native American uh, leaders from across the U.S., different tribes uh, who have found their way to to the true and living God, the God of Scripture, and have uh, found their way to know Him and walk with God uh, through that relationship with Messiah, Yeshua. And uh, so they, <clears throat> we've gotten a number of them from across the United States and Canada to tell their story of faith, what their journey, how things happened, uh, how what brought them to seek out the true and living God and come to know Him and come to be adopted into and grafted into the the uh, people of God, the, you know, the the spiritual Israel, uh, as we talk about quite often here on, on the program. So it was it was so great to be with them, and uh, we do that program every week. And uh, you might know about it. It's not broadcast here in our city. <clears throat> we don't have a a, a reservation. No, here we do shows this. for cowboys. Yeah, we're we're, we're cowboy. Yeah. This is the cowboy program, yeah. and that was yeah. the Indian program. Uh-huh. And I get to be and both a to cowboy this, and an Indian. Yeah. yeah, perhaps this is untimely, but you know, mm-hmm. the, remember General George Custer? Of course, he he came to a fateful end of, with Indians, and so we chalk that one up to the end, as if I may. But I do know what Custer said before he got wiped out by the Indians. Have you seen that painting, that famous mural? Uh, no, I don't know anything about a mural, but I do know what he said. Okay, what? He said, gentlemen, God has truly blessed us today because no matter what direction we shoot, we will shoot an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one version. I, I just heard while I was out there in New Mexico the the uh, native version of, of his final thoughts. Oh, I, was, I knew it. Go ahead. Let me hear yeah, it. Yeah, well, the, I heard the story that there was a famous mural or painting 
that they asked the, the, a Native American to, to paint a gifted, talented artist to try to uh, express artistically uh, Custer's last thoughts. And so the final day came for the unveiling, and the, and, the, uh, and the sheet came down, and there was this beautiful mural. And right in the middle was Custer there, standing there with his six-shooter and his rifle. Uh, and, and up in the upper left-hand corner, there was a picture of a herd of cattle, and, and, and there was a cow leading uh, the group, floating up into the air, and, ha- and the cow had a halo around his head. And then on the other side, there were these flames coming up, like they came right out of the canvas, you know, flames and fire. And, uh, and then at the bottom, there was this picture. Custer was standing there looking over this field of cotton, and there, there were Native Americans, men and women there, picking cotton. And everybody was puzzled. What in the world could that possibly mean? And he said, well, I'm portraying Custer's last thoughts. Holy cow, where the heck did all of these Indian, cotton-picking Indians cotton, come Cotton-picking Indians, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. You know, we needed a little assistance on the joke, but it works. Oh, yeah. Well, it comes from, you know, you, I guess people have their own views of every incident, right? No, I think that's a great joke. In fact, okay. I will probably use it very shortly. Where the heck did all those cotton-picking Indians By the way, come there, from? we have a caller. Yes, we do and she, and she is a new caller. I know. This is And her name named, is Amanda. Amanda. Do I know this, Amanda? Is this yes, Hi, Amanda. How are you this evening? I'm glad to talk with you. What are you doing? What are you up to? I'm actually sitting in the car with my mom, my daughter, listening to your radio station for the first time. Well, I'm glad. You, did you know that Jacob's daughter, who's getting married, her name? No. No. It's your other daughter. Yeah. The, the other daughter, all right. He has a daughter named Amanda, and I thought, oh, wait, uh, Jacob's daughter is calling in. That would be great. But we're not disappointed at all to hear from you, Amanda. Good to hear from you tonight. What's going on in your part of the world? I got um. Oh, somebody there wants to be on the radio. Yeah, that's Remedy. That's my daughter. A budding radio star. Well, great. Good to hear from her. Did you have a comment for this evening, or did you want to answer one of our questions? questions i heard about y'all's radio station jacob he had came into my store um uh the cleaners i work at and he had told me all about y'all's radio station well great i'm glad you're there let's see if i can find a question do you know your bible pretty well amanda or should i ask you a hard question or a kind of a, one that you might really you know that Maybe, maybe a little more easier. of an obvious one. <laughs> okay, an obvious one. Let's see if I can find one. Uh, I'll put. Here's what I'm going to do. We're going to put out a bunch of questions on the airwaves. When I ask a question that you know the answer to, you just tell me you want to answer that question, okay? Okay. All right. Here, the, here is one question. <clears throat> In the book of Proverbs, chapter 24, verse 27, there is a a, a Hebrew proverb. It says, Develop your business first before building your house. And my question is, what is the meaning? What do you think is the meaning of that proverb? Develop your business first before building your house. So if you like that question, you can give a shot at answering it. Or if not, we'll go on to another question. Um, can we go for another one? Okay. Remember that, folks. You can call in and give us the answer to that question. What is the meaning of this proverb, 
24-27, chapter 24, verse 27, develop your business first, then uh, before building your house. Okay, now here's here's a question from the book of Galatians. Since we are saved by grace through faith and not by our obedience to the, the, the law, the, the Torah, the Ten Commandments, why are we not free to sin with impunity? Since we're saved by grace through faith, why, why did, are we not free then to go on sinning? Since we're saved by grace, there's no problem. Why, don't, why are we not free to go on sinning with impunity, without any problem? And that's found in Galatians 5.13. Now, actually, that's a little bit of a doctrinal, a little bit of a tough question. I'm wondering if yeah, that's a tough question. you somebody. like it or do you want to go to another question? Um, well, I mean, I believe that, you know, everybody sins. I believe that we are born sinners. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Why are we not free to live? To sin, um, to keep on sinning with, and what I mean is we still make mistakes, but I mean with impunity means, uh, you, 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 people, some people think, well, I'm saved by grace through faith, so now I can just go on sinning all I want because I'm already forgiven, I'm, I'm free, I'm forgiven in Christ, so now I can just go on sinning and have a great time, you know. There's an old hymn yeah, that says, you, I, you have to prove yourself to Jesus, you know. You've got, it, it's, you know, okay. you'd want to do more positive things, so you feed yourself those positive things instead of feeding yourself the negative. Excellent. That, I, th- I think that qualifies think as the winner. Actually, the, what Paul says there in the book of Romans and later on in the book of Galatians, he says because part of our coming to to God, part of our desire to come and be made right with God is the idea that we no longer desire to sin. That we, It's not that we're looking for an excuse to sin. We no longer desire to sin, and we are set free in Christ to live godly lives. So it changes our motivation. If if our motivation to come to God is just so that we can sin more, then we actually have the wrong motivation anyway, don't we? Uh, exactly. And, that, and I think that's what you're saying, that we prove our, our sincerity, kind of giving evidence of our sincerity is the fact that we no longer desire to sin. We won't look at grace and our freedom and our our salvation as an, a reason or excuse to go on sin. And I, I think her answer is uh, encapsulates. The I winner. think she did it hey, just Sophie, perfectly. Do you still have? Do we still have the Splashtown tickets? I do, and I'm going to send Amanda a gift package this week. We're going to send you an envelope that has a, a number of different prizes in it, but among those will be four tickets to Splashtown. Maybe you and the family and the kiddos can enjoy a good time there. Okay, Amanda. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. I'm glad Congratulations. to Congratulations, Amanda. You're in. a winner. That's right. You are a winner. Don't don't hang up now, Amanda. Talk yeah, to don't John. hang up. John will come and talk to you and get your address to send you the stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. We'll put no, you on nice hold. Have a good night. Good to visit with Amanda. Let's go. And who is on the the other line? Renee. Oh, Renee. How are you tonight? Hey, dollar. Remember when I called you and Jacob in 2012? And you sent me those wonderful um, um, prizes and stuff. I, I do. I didn't get to spend it because um, the son of perdition, um, my fiance's um, children, <laughs> they stole them. I live in Bandera, Texas, and they've been doing so many bad things for me. But you know what? I love Jesus Christ so much. He saved me so much. And you know what, Jacob? What's You're that? the one. Um, 
Um, Jesus, I, I'm Holy Spirit anointed as the gift. And the Holy Spirit asked me, Renee, if there's one time that you could be on this earth with Jesus Christ, what would the one time would be? And I said, um, Holy Spirit, the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount. I don't know why, um, Sophie and Jacob, I don't know why I'm figured out yet, but the Holy Spirit will tell me. And Jacob, I, and, and then Jesus asked me, well, Renee, if there's one person that you could sit down and talk to face to face, who would be as a Jacob? He's a Jewish, he, uh, in Romans, Apostle Paul to the Jew, and I don't like that word. Yeah. To the Jewish first. And then to the Gentile, it's so true. And Jacob, I would want to sit down and talk to you for hours. And then, you know, I, I got a job since then, and I work at the corner store and um and Tara next to the movie theater. And I know Jesus is good. I didn't get to see God's Not Dead. He's alive. And I didn't get to see um the four blue, um, four Blood Moons by um, Pastor John Hagee. And I listened to him and, I, and Dr. Charles. Stanley and Dr. David Jeremiah. Well, aren't you? You know that's that. I really. uh, Do you remember talking? Jacob has a fan. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I remember. Yes, actually. You're, because I answered your questions and yep. everything, and I've grown in the scripture so much. And that. you're going to, you know, and I have a distinct Jesus feeling. He is greater than he is in the world. Right. Thank and you, Renee. I, and I, and I have a second. A, Take a breath. Yeah, and I'll have a distinct feeling you're going to win again tonight, okay, Renee? I, my hours at the corner store are, you're supposed to be there at 6, but um, I get up at between 2 and 2.30 in the morning because then, I pray, and then, you know, FM radio, Goodness. I, I do, I go through the Bible, and then I read my word, and then I pray, and then it, and then people, what they say to me, and then I have Psalms on one list. Uh, my friend Miles, he, he owns the word store in Kerrville. He's the one that told me things. He's the one that Jesus led me to. He's the one that told me that. Um, God, he, he's three persons in one man. Yeah. Well, Renee, we're going to, Renee, Renee, Ray, don't hang up. We're going to have to take a break in a minute, but we want you to hang on so we can ask you a question and get you some gifts afterwards, okay? Okay. Yeah, but, um, I don't know. I think that, um, angels have come. I don't know if I'll be able to send those gifts. Oh, uh, we're, we're going to. I'll tell you what. We're going to talk to John. Go ahead and take, talk to John, Renee. You've been a blessing to us. It's good to hear from Jacob, you. Jacob, do you think that there's a time I can get together with you and talk to you at home? Oh, well, 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 sure try. Talk to John and give him your address and information, and we'll get back and send you a gift, yeah, a gift, some prizes, all right? Splash time. Get a jump on your summer fun with Splashtown, San Antonio's favorite family water park. Featuring 20 acres with 40 water slides, the half-million-gallon wave pool, the quarter-mile-long Siesta del Rio, the ever-famous dive-in movies every Friday night, and more. Splashtown is just three minutes north of downtown on I-35 with plenty of free parking. For hours, rates, or advanced discount tickets, surf on over to SplashtownSA.com. A new wave of fun at Splashtown. Dr. Stan Shelton, with offices at Loop 410 and Broadway, has taken care of the Dollar family, that's Suzanne and me plus our three children, for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist. 
Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait. And I never dread going to the dentist. In fact, he and his staff are so personable that I actually rather enjoy it. Go to DrShelton.com or call 590-7878. Nature's Factor carpet cleaning expert, Shayla James. What makes Nature's Factor better than the older carpet cleaning processes? Older systems saturate your carpet, leaving your space unusable, sometimes for up to a day because of their long dry times, plus leaving you with the risk of fungus and the dangerous chemicals left in your carpet. With Nature's Factor, our quick dry time makes your home or office space usable almost immediately, while our green solutions eliminate the possibility of fungus and are perfectly safe for your children and pets. Nature's Factor, carpet cleaning for the 21st century, 831-3535. I want you to meet my friends at the Laptop Specialist, pioneers since 1982 in serving the military, business, and personal computing needs of our city. Our ministry depends a lot on our computers, and whether it's repairs, service, upgrades, or even the purchase of a new machine, the James family and their great staff keep our equipment working, freeing us to do what we're called to do. Go to thelaptopspecialist.net or call 344-4563, 344-4563 for their two locations, The Laptop Specialist. Well, Elizabeth and I went to the Express Lube, and our experience was fabulous. We got in and out of there in literally 20 minutes. When we went to where we had got our oil done before, it took us two hours. The service was very friendly. You can really trust them. They were super courteous. They vacuumed out the entire front of the car, which was surprising. I didn't expect to receive that kind of service. And their name is their game. Express Lube is accurate for the name of their store. And with 23 stores, there's an Express Lube near you. Hill Country Institute Live, exploring Christ and culture. Encouraging Christians to bring the heart and mind of Christ to all of life. Crossing generational barriers to fellowship. Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. here on AM 630 KSLR. If you're new to the San Antonio area or haven't found a church that you can call home, check out the church directory at kslr.com. There you'll find a church near you, like Calvary Chapel, Four Winds Bible Church, Lackland Baptist Church, Trinity Baptist, Freedom Fellowship, Lighthouse Baptist, Friendship Church, River City Community Church, and more. Waiting for you on the church directory at kslr.com. This is the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. We are back. This is the Bible Live quiz show, and we've got some questions we put out there on the airwaves for you. Uh, and Renee called in, and boy, she heard she had a full tank, didn't she? She was. Full of information, and you got a great fan, Jacob and Renee. They had a chance to visit. Well, Renee sounds like a very nice lady. That's right. A sweet young gal and a sister in the Lord, and uh, we, we want to encourage her as well. You got a chance to visit with her off air while we're in the break, and so uh, they will continue for Now then, let me continue asking questions. I've been able to give a number of uh, other questions. I'll, I'll continue. Uh, some of this was answered. 
uh, by our first caller tonight. But here are some new questions. Name two of the fruits of the Spirit. We're told in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 22 through 24, the fruit of the Spirit is, and then there's a list of, of virtues, a list of uh, blessings, of, a list of good characteristics. And so if you can name two of what are called the fruit of the Spirit, name two of the uh, fruits of the Spirit listed in Galatians chapter 5, verses 23 to 24. And then from the book of Ephesians, we're told in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, that Yeshua, uh, the Messiah, has broken down the wall of separation between what two groups of people to make us one people, one called out, the people of God. Uh, what two groups of people? One church, the word ecclesia, meaning the one assembly. We are one uh, group now. Instead of different divided, the Messiah broke down the wall of separation to make one I group. really would like somebody to answer that question. Okay. Because I want to talk about it. Good deal. That's what two groups of people have been made to be now that's one. It. That's in Ephesians chapter 2, right? Right. Verses 14 through 16. Yes. Let's talk about that one. Somebody call in on that one. And then something you might go and tell your daughter when you go to their wedding. Uh, Paul is talking about uh, husband and wife and about our the the marriage relationship. And he says, since anger gives the devil a foothold in our lives, Paul admonishes uh, married couples in particular, but maybe others as well, to settle all disputes and get over our anger. If we happen to have a, a dispute in the family or between the husband and wife, get over, settle the dispute and get over our anger before what daily event? There's something that happens every day around the world, and he says, settle your disputes and get over your anger before what? daily event and that's found in ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 what is the daily event before which we should settle our disputes all right you can hear that you can call in with the answer if you know the answer to these questions three four zero ninety five eighty five that is our uh, uh local line three four zero ninety four eighty four uh, 90, 9585, I'm sorry, 340 well, It's understandable. It's a new number. Yeah, it's only been doing this for 15 years, and I get the number wrong, right? Well, if you're dialing long distance, if you're listening from outside our direct dialing uh, area, you can dial our toll-free 800 number, 877-630-5757. Now, uh, also from the book of Ephesians, uh, Paul wrote the book of Ephesians from Rome. Uh, he was in prison there, actually. But he wrote it to who? To uh, the believers there in the city of Ephesus. Ah, so they would be Ephesians? Ephesians, yeah. That's why it's called But who ah. delivered the letter? We're told there in chapter 6, verse 21, uh, someone delivered the letter from Rome to the people in Ephesus. And so uh, chapter 6, verse 21 who delivered Paul's letter to Ephesus, to the Ephesians. All right, now let's go to the book of Philippians, which just happens to be one of my really favorite books of the New Testament, one of my favorite uh, cities, the city of Philippi. Uh, Paul used this word or a form of this word 16 times in his short letter 
to the Philippians. You're not being Philippian with me, are you? I'm not being Philipp- Philippian with you. <laughs> Flippant. Uh, Paul used this word or a form of this word 16 times. What is the word? And, and remember, Paul wrote this letter from prison. So it's a little bit of a surprising word that he would use over and over again. And uh, it's got three letters in the word. That's right. And uh, so we're not going to give him any more hints on that. Oh, we're not. Okay. (laughs) Jacob is so generous. He loves to help out. Well, the Apostle Paul was Jewish, as I keep reminding Jacob, and he keeps reminding me that that (laughs) Jesus, too, was Jewish. But uh, what tribe was Paul a member of? of? Of which tribe of Israel was Paul a member? Okay. Do you know the tribe of Israel? that Paul was born into and was a part of. That's found in Philippians chapter 3, verse 5. Philippians 3, 5. What tribe of Israel was Paul, the great apostle Paul, what tribe of Israel was he a member of? Wow. Then, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it's a beautiful passage about worry, about you know, it's, a lot of people are worried today. They're worried about the economy. They're worried about worried about our country, and maybe rightly so, and all of these things. But Paul uh, gives a solution to the problem of worry in Philippians chapter four, verse six. What is his solution uh, for the problem of worry? If you know the answer, call us three four zero ninety five eighty five. Then in the book of Colossians, we've got Harold on the line, and, and uh, who Paul, else is waiting? Paul, Paula. Paula is waiting. Don't hang up. Don't yeah. leave us. Let me, Pauline. Pauline. Pauline, good. Well, let me give you just a few more questions you can answer. In the book of Colossians, Paul tells the Colossians about a mystery or a secret that he mentions that God has kept through the ages. In chapter 1, verse 27, what is this secret, this mystery that Paul... Uh, unveils to us in the book of Colossians. Okay, one. And um, then what was the spiritual meaning of the physical procedure of circumcision? We're going to get all medical and we're going to get kind of uh, uh, analytical. What is the spiritual meaning of the Jewish ritual of uh, circumcision? Look in chapter 2, verse 11. Of the book of Colossians. And maybe Jacob will have something to add about that too. I don't know. No, I have something to take off. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I will not go there. I will not go there. I promise. Let's go to the books of 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. The letters to the... No, we got so many questions out there. Maybe we should let a couple of these guys answer some. No, no, no. Let's give them more questions. (laughs) The letters to the Thessalonians was written to the believers in what city? See, I'm giving them an easy question. A lot of these are hard, so I wanted to make sure to get a, an easy question out there, at least what I think is easy. What's to, the book, the letters to the Thessalonians was written to the believers in what city? What was the name of the city uh, that this letters were sent to? And then uh, what was their zip code? We want to know. <laughs> uh, not really. You don't have to know their zip code. The end of time and the day of judgment, Paul says, will come unexpectedly. Like what? The end of time and the day of judgment, the final day of judgment, will come unexpectedly like what? That's found in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 1. Uh, finally, finally, who was the first second generation Christian 
mentioned in the New Testament? Who was the first second-generation Christian mentioned in the New Testament? You'll find that <laughs> if I give the name of the book, you're going to give away the answer, won't I? Yep. Uh, you'll find that in, well, let's just leave it out there as it is, okay? We'll, we'll let you uh, answer that question. Yeah. So we might add some more questions, but let's do, let's okay. take uh, Jacob's advice and go to Pauline or... Ladies first, yeah, Pauline. Harold, Harold, you can hang on. Hang on, Harold. Pauline, are you there? Oh, did we leave Pauline? Oh, no. Here. Oh, there you are. Thank you, Pauline. I, I just had to I'm turn here. up your microphone. Good to yes, hear you I'm voice tonight. Great. Uh, did you hear some questions you'd like to answer for us tonight? Or uh, of the, the hundred questions that we asked, did you find 99 you'd like? Did you find a few at least that you <laughs> yes. could answer? The, I, I was going to mention two of the fruits of the Spirit. Wonderful. I like that. That's uh, that's one that needs an answer. From the book of, uh, let me see, that's in the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 5. It says the yes. fruit of the Spirit is? Well, two of them are long-suffering and meekness. Well, that's interesting. You just picked two that I don't even know what they mean. <laughs> Well, I kind of have an idea, but give us an idea. What is long-suffering? You've answered your question, and you are right. You won your prizes. Long-suffering is patience. That's uh, kind of the the easy, shorter word for it, patience. Do you agree with that, I do. I think she's nailed it. Okay, patience. And meekness is humility. And meekness is humility, being humble. and I, I think... That's, I couldn't do better. I, I, I suspect I always ask Jacob because that's a, that would be your self-control kind of thing. Is that right? Yeah. Meekness. So, uh, I, I, she's got it. Humility. Got All right. It. Boom, 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 boom. You got it. And there's some others, uh, fruits, what is called the fruit of the spirit. I'll just leave that question out there. Maybe someone will call in and give us two more. These are the fruits. These are the, the characteristics that, that the, that God is building into our life by his Holy Spirit. As as his followers, as as the people of God, he's developing these characteristics in our lives. Well, how do you, how are you doing on that level? There, uh, do you, do you think you're seeing patience and long suffering built into your life? Or patience is one of the well, most common needs that we all kind of. I really need patience, and I want it now. You know, uh, right. how how you think you're doing? Are you <laughs> Pauline? Are you you feel like have you seen those characteristics? Uh, kind of growing in your own heart, in your own life? Well, God has uh, placed uh, circumstances in my life that have developed my patience. <laughs> <laughs> that, yes. he, he does not give it to you, like you said, um, in a nice little neat ball or neat package, but he places circumstances in your life that develops that yeah. fruit of the spirit of, of patience. And uh, and the same thing with meekness, humility, Um I feel that, especially in the workplace, you have many opportunities <laughs> to show humility right. um, and and therefore be a light for Christ. Exactly. In a workplace, in our marriages, in almost every human relationship. Absolutely. I, I kind of learned to be really careful about asking God to teach me and develop patience in me because you're right. Uh, sometimes we don't realize what it takes to learn patience, and we have to go through some adversity and difficulties to to learn to depend on the Lord, to learn to trust in Him. But you're exactly right. I'm so glad that He's doing that work in my life. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable, but the end result is always a a blessing. So uh, 
we're, we're going to leave that question out there, and thank you for answering. I w- there was one other question I want to ask you, Pauline. Okay. That uh, I, I think you could answer, and I'm looking for it right now. All right. Because it's kind of related, uh, a little bit related to that idea of uh, patience. Um, yes. In the book of Ephesians, he's talking to husbands and wives, Uh-oh. but to others as well, to all of us. And, and he says that since anger gives the devil a foothold in our lives, what is Paul admonishes us to settle any anger issues, any disputes that we have, to get over our anger before what daily event? Would you be able before to... Before the sunset. Before the sunsets, exactly right. Before sundown. Mm-hmm. Chapter 4, verse 26. Thank you. I wanted that answer. Uh, because he says, uh, you know, don't let the sun go down on your anger, on your wrath. It, settle, don't, don't let it fester in our relationship. Right. So grateful for your call, Pauline. Would you mind talking to Harold? I would love to send you uh, an envelope with some tickets to Splashtown <laughs> uh, for you and the family or for the grandkids or whatever. <laughs> you said talk to Harold, the next caller. Oh, talk to, uh, talk to John. Sure. And then we'll go sure, with Harold. With Thank Harold. you. God bless you all. All right, Pauline. I, take I care. Enjoy, I enjoy the program. Thanks so much. Thank Don't you. hang up now, all right? All right. There we go. I said talk to Harold. Yeah. Right. Harold, would you like to talk to Pauline? That's all sure. we need is Harold to talk to Pauline. Get our listeners kind of in touch with each other. Hi, Harold. How are you tonight? I'm experiencing patience. Yes, I am. As you wait on the line to see. And he, no, even no, said, okay. he said it rather yeah, meekly, too. Yeah, he rather yeah, meekly. Uh, yes. The callers have been great tonight and inspiring. Yeah. I, I feel a little guilty. My wife lost her running track partner, and I've been trying to study the Bible all week, and I hadn't come up with anything to talk about. And um, Well, I bet we helped you out, didn't well, we? Well, you, you know, you did, and I, I was um, by myself in my truck watching her. You know, I didn't run with her because that's why i feel guilty but well, did you tie a rope to her and kind of pull her in the make no her no i stayed in my air conditioned truck okay <laughs> but so I, I come up with these two questions that relates to something in ephesians okay and it says and you may have a sermon i'm not sure it says uh, you may have a sermon and <laughs> am, am i saved because i read the bible no but am i saved because i am understanding what i am reading maybe so let me read you just a verse or two from Ephesians uh, 8, yes. uh, two, chapter 2, verse 8. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for, the, for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for, a, for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it, 10, for we are God's masterpiece he has created us anew in in Christ Jesus so we can do the things do the good things he planned for us long ago now Sophie, you I, I wish you would read for me uh Ephesians 2 11 through 18 okay 11 through 18 yeah he yes, just because read Ephesians, Ephesians 2, 2 11 through 18 he read Ephesians 2 that would be your sermon okay 2 8 9 and 10 and I'm getting to it. Hang on. I'm going. Oh, okay. To, I'm in Ephesians. I'm going to find chapter 2. You just read verses 8, 9, and 10. And, and what verses did you say you want us to read? 11 through 18. Oh, that's a long portion. But Well, I'll, there's something in 14 that's very interesting. That's why you might want to read the whole thing. Okay. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. 
you were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews. I'm not sure if that's true, but we'll ask Jacob. I I guess it's here in the Word. It's in some ways true, uh, at some level true, who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only uh, their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, Paul writes, you were living apart from Christ, from Messiah. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises that God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Messiah. For Messiah himself has brought peace to us. He has united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us and he made uh, uh, we separated us. He did this by ending the system of the law with, with its commandments and regulations uh, and I put parenthetically at least as a means of salvation. In other words, I think he's saying he didn't do away with the law, but uh, the law it was not a means of salvation. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Messiah has done for us. I mean, that that's that really... was an awful lot. So if if you don't mind, I'll just hang up, and yeah. I would like to hear what you and Jacob say. Well, a- actually, it goes, to the, this is, it goes to the core of the gospel. Well, message. this is one of the questions that you actually had. Sophie. Yeah, exactly. You it had two, uh, chapter 2, 16 and 17, but Harold has put it in context. Yeah, I asked the question, the Messiah broke down the wall of separation between what two groups of people to make one people, one church. And, of course, the answer, as Jake, as Harold has helped us to read in, in Ephesians 2, is he's broken down the wall of separation between Jews and Gentiles. It could cause us to be one people, the new, uh, the spiritual Israel now. So, well, let's listen, go Harold, I, I got your gift package out in the mail. You'll get it here in a day or two. Oh, well, that's so okay. So I'm looking forward to you getting it and maybe get to go out and at least Somebody discuss this for me tonight? I'd appreciate it because it seems to be really... Kind of easy and then some hard somehow. No, it is. Now, this is a very, it goes right to the core of the redemptive plan of God and what he designed, what he has accomplished. Well, it for sounds us. like Jesus Christ, or Jesus died on the cross for it made the Jews and Gentiles together one people now. Is that? That's what we're talking years old, about. I'm hearing this? Yes, okay. but. Let's go. But. Uh, I'm going to let you listen uh, off the air. That'd be fine. Okay. Thanks All for calling right. in. Thank Harold. you, Harold. All right, now let's take a look at this, what you read. Now, the right. version you're reading from is is a little more okay. modern English fluid reading. Okay. But it says, uh, in 11 it says, I'm sorry, and it says, remember, let's do number 12. Okay. 2, 12. Remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the citizenship or commonwealth of Israel. And strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. And then it's, when you go to 15, it says, He abolished in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments. In other words, I'm taking that very much different. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he's take he abolished the non-Jewish hostility or enmity against the commandments of God. He okay. didn't distinguish. I think the way it's coming across from your version is that he extinguished the law because you were trying to fix that up a little bit. Yeah. Actually, it says he extinguished the hostility or the enmity against the Jewish law, and therefore that makes the Christians part of Israel. Okay. And so what that means is, of course, as we know in Romans, it says the Christians are grafted in. Yes. The Jews aren't grafted in. And so what this is saying, it says you are excluded from the citizenship or commonwealth of Israel. And but with Jesus, in verse 15, he abolished in his flesh the enmity of the law of commandments. In other words, I'm reading this that certainly the Gentiles are part of Israel, as it says in verse 12. Yeah. But what I'm taking it to mean that now the commandments are there for the Christians to obey. Exactly. And that's why I was trying to kind of patch it up there a bit as we talked about that, that it's not like the law as some wrongfully, uh, even well-intended, maybe preachers might say, well, we're uh, we're not under the law, but we're under grace. So the law is done away with. Well, no, the law is not done away with. It's been fulfilled. Uh, I mean, Jesus himself said, I've not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. Well, that's not what he said. All right, tell me what he said. Okay. Well, would you like to finish the verse? Oh, I, I did. I wasn't. Uh, I'm not looking at it. And I, uh, well, ahead, yeah, I'm so familiar with you that because okay. you're right. He said, I came to fulfill. All right. And the verse continues. All right. Until heaven and earth disappear, not one jot or tittle of the law shall change. Now, as far as I look out the window, heaven and earth is still there. So the <laughs> law still applies. All right. Come on, man. you got to learn to recognize your friends. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that uh, I am saying exactly that. That the, the, It's not like the wall has been extinct, law has been extinguished or done away with, as some kind of interpret. That's not right at all. <laughs> Am I giving you a hard time so yeah, 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 I'm on your side there. Yeah. I'm saying that uh, the law was never seen, as Jacob emphasizes many times, and as the Scripture clearly states, the law, the law itself was never a means of personal salvation. It was never a means for us to be made right with God because, in fact, if it were, if that were true, none of us could be made right with God because none of us keep the law perfectly, which would be the requirement. Uh, and so, but the law has, Christ came, that's what he came and did, fulfilled the law and all the demands of the righteous demands of the law. Then he who knew no sin became sin for us. The lamb without blemish, without spot, the he took upon he, he was blameless without sin and therefore he took our sin upon himself the penalty of my sin and delivered me from that penalty so that's the whole idea and be, and since he did that then satisfied the righteous the demands the just demands of the law on our behalf then we are set free in grace to to know God to be brought into the relationship with God and by his power we are set free and enabled to keep the commands of God. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know, one of the interesting things is helping us verses. to live as we ought. Yeah. Sure. And, and I'm on the same page with you. And if I gave you a hard time, please That's accept right. my apology. I'm used to it, Jacob. Uh, That's all okay. right. But, you know, one That's of the your, interesting things is... Here. That's your job description. Uh-huh. Well, okay. <laughs> then I'll get promoted. Yeah. Okay. So, but, you know, what's interesting is... Because it has to be harmonized with the rest of the Bible. We must agree right, to that. Exactly. All right. But in De- Deuteronomy chapter 30, 
verse 11 and 12, it says this, For this commandment that I give you, the commandments in the Torah, the mm -hmm. laws, uh, is not too difficult for you, nor is it out of your reach. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will go up to heaven and get it for us? Or it's not, or who may observe it? It's not beyond the sea that you'll say, Who will cross the sea and bring it to us? The word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may observe it. That's what Paul just said, right? It was near, to, and particularly to the people of Israel. That is the wonderful advantage, I guess you'd call it an advantage, or blessing that you have as, as the people of Israel. Now, let me ask you a question, Jacob. Uh -oh. I am saved I'll by the music. I'll ask you the question, but then you can answer it when we come back, all right? All right. My question is, in this talk here, in this passage that we're looking at in Ephesians, talking about Jews and Gentiles, the breaking down of the wall of separation, is this an, an ethnic-based proclamation? Oh, here? absolutely not. Okay, good. I wanted to, I wanted to hear you... Oh, it's it's not limited to ethnic Jews. We're not talking about ethnic Jews or even ethnic Gentiles. There's, we're talking about uh, what? Let, we'll answer that question when we come back. John. You're listening to the Bible Live Quiz Show here on AM 630. And we are back. <laughs> that was sudden. I wanted you to hear that beautiful song, The Blood Will Never Lose Listen, Its Power. Listen, we have a controversy going on. We and do. It, and this is not a Bible Live question, but in a way it is. Anybody wants to call in. In the original movie, Matrix. Okay, the original Matrix number one, not number five or 18, whatever it is. Oh, that's but, right. but, that's I mean, why I are, said original. The main character. Uh -huh. The main in, character. I am insisting the, that his name is Anderson. Soapy insists his name is? Neo. Okay, and I'm insisting that, and I, and because I had, the movie was made by two Jewish brothers, the Cohen brothers, and they said, let's tell the story of Jesus in a 30 foot high screen, and let's see how many people recognize the story of Jesus in a futuristic setting. And his name is Anderson. Jacob. In other words, and the son. No, 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 no. Okay, hang on, folks. We need you to answer this. I, and I know this is not a Bible question per se, but of well, course, since it's about, the, it's about it is clear that the movie The Matrix is a picture. Of, it has a lot of spiritual overtones, and it is a picture of redemption. It's a picture of uh, uh, of sin and wickedness. Uh, the, 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 the Matrix is itself a deceptive overlay to life, and people have been robbed of their humanity and, and bondage to the Matrix. And now the whole idea is it brings salvation and deliverance from the bondage to the matrix. And so, therefore, uh, we're having a problem because well, I We're believe, not having a problem. John just gave us the answer. Is Neo's last name Anderson? Uh, his name is John Anderson. No. And oh, his oh. nickname, Thomas A. Anderson, oh, okay. because they call him, right. and it's suggestive of, wait, 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 Did we and it's right? suggestive of... And the son. Okay, okay, I don't have any problem with that. 
What I'm saying is that uh, we're both right. And you can call him Neo. I, I'm trying to bring. Okay. We're Neo both means right. new. His yeah. name is Neo. Uh, that, that's that's his. That's Neo. the name he's yeah. known by. That's his nickname, uh -huh. of course. In the movie uh -huh. is Neo. Uh -huh. uh, if his name is Thomas Anderson, I did not know his real name. Uh, but Anderson is also, if you see the movies, uh, the the enemy of Neo. Uh, He's the one. I respectfully decline. Name, I think you got that no, wrong. I think it. His name, I think his name is Anderson and as well. It has to be because his name is, he's, and actually the Jewish two guys that made it, they said, look, let's do this. Well, Jews are always criticized for not seeing okay. the Messiah. So let's make him the same story. Fine. He dies in the movie, he comes back, and, and he rescues humanity. Yes, exactly. So that, we're totally in harmony. The, all this is a tiny little difference about names. Mm -hmm. And I did not know that Thomas Anderson was his real name in the movie. Uh, the real name of the character. Neo is what he goes by, what he's known by in uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh -huh. But the other guys who fight against him, I thought their names were also Anderson. Do you know, but maybe he keeps calling him Mr. Anderson. Do you know the role of Samuel Jackson? Maybe that's Jackson. what I'm confusing. The role of Samuel Jackson? Remember? He's, he's tied up, and when uh, when when Neo or Anderson breaks the glass, all that water pours out. He's John the Baptizer, and he's baptizing Neo. I don't think that. Who, who uh, did you say? Samuel who? Sa uh, Samuel Jackson plays the role of what's called, would be John the Baptist. That's why the he dumps all the water on him. I think you might be got the wrong name. Are you talking about the black actor yes. who becomes? Oh, you know what? Fish, I, you know, I stand correct. Okay, you get this round. Okay. It's not Samuel Jackson, but it is a black actor. This is about... Uh, the Matrix Live. That's the name of our radio yeah, program yeah. tonight. It's not anyway, the Bible but, Live. So, but the he plays Live. John the Baptist, and that's why in the water breaks, he, okay. all the water all right. baptizes. So, uh, I had not thought of uh, uh, Clearly, the Matrix. Uh, that's yeah, it. Fishburn. Fishburn, yeah. yeah. He is clearly, uh, I had not thought of him as the John the Baptist, but he had the role of, of introducing uh, Neo, the Messiah figure. Oh, I got the answer. I got the answer. Okay, what is it? His, uh, his real name is... Thomas Anderson, in other right. words, Anderson, but All his right. hacker name, because he hacks into the computer system, is Neo. And that's what they call him, which is also meaningful because he's the firstborn of the new, the newborn, the new race, the new... And thank new, you new for the uh, person that just texted right. the answer to me. Oh, excellent. Very, very good. So, uh, so you're wrong and I'm right, right? <laughs> That's right, and that's right. Well, I did not know. I did not realize his. You're right I think, again. I think you're. <laughs> I think you're right about. I, I think the the two enemies, the guys that are always trying to kill and attack Neo and track him down and so on. I think I'm wrong. They're not Anderson. They keep calling him Anderson. Yes, they say uh, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson, yeah. And, and so, you see, and, and I don't actually, know what their names are. I did read a big article about it, and they said, look, uh, yeah. you know how the Jews always said, oh, they didn't see Jesus. Well, let's make him 30 feet high, tell the same story, but in a futuristic setting, let's see how many people recognize him. Hey, uh, I will be happy to tell the Cohen brothers uh -huh. and you uh -huh. that uh, uh, hmm. I'm going to say most that Christians I know who see the movie they uh, all realize that Neo is really? a messianic figure. Well, okay, but no, he's Jesus. Okay, he's Jesus in the yeah. Uh, that's what I meant. Okay, well of course you did because you're a soapy dollar. <laughs> and, and you're and you're, he is so frustrating, folks. I mean, really, it's it's it's. Uh, um, no, we we got it. We're on the right okay. track. Right? Okay. Okay. Now let's go back to the Bible live. Yeah, back to uh, 
we've only got a few minutes left. We've got all these questions out there. You can call and give us answers. All right, let me repeat the questions. From the book of Philippians, uh, the, the Apostle Paul was Jewish, but of which tribe of Israel was he a member? It's found in Philippians 3, 5. What tribe of Israel was Paul, previously known as Saul, uh, what tribe of Israel was he a member of? Philippians chapter 3, verse 5. Then Paul used this word or a form of this word 16 times in his short letter to the Philippians. And it's a little unusual, unusual because he was writing his letter from prison, a time of suffering and difficulty. But he uses this word or a form of this word 16 times in his letter to the Philippians. What was that key word that he used over and over again? All right. Then, who delivered Paul's letter to the Ephesians? The book of Ephesians, that uh, letter. The, uh, who delivered it to Ephesus on Paul's the, behalf? The U.S. Post Office. <laughs> right. It was, it was found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 21. 6.21. Now let's go to the book of Galatians. We have already had to ask you the question, name two of the fruits of the Spirit listed in Galatians 5, 22 through 24. And Pauline called in and gave us the answer, um, patience, and um, she said meekness. Uh, what would meekness be? Kindness? Uh, I think that, well, it could be, or, or uh, self-control, perhaps. Perhaps, okay. But there are still other fruits of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is, and so if you could name two of those that are left that, that uh, Pauline did not mention, you can uh, call in, 340 9585 and win prizes for yourself. Okay, let's go to the book of Proverbs. What is the meaning of this proverb? Develop your business first before building your house. All right, can you give us, what, what do you think that proverb is supposed to represent wisdom uh, from God to our lives, practical wisdom? What does it mean? Develop your business first before building your house. It's found Proverbs 24 Verse 27. So you tell us what you think that means. And then from the book of Philippians, what is Paul's solution for the problem of worry? Look in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Paul's solution to the problem of worry. Then to the book of Colossians. Uh, uh, this was Paul, Paul's uh, letter written to the believers that lived in the city of Colossae. Okay. Paul tells the Colossians about a mystery or a secret that God had kept through the ages in chapter 1, verse 27 of Colossians. What is that secret? And then what is the spiritual meaning of the physical procedure, the medical, I guess you'd call it, a physical procedure of circumcision, Jewish circumcision? And I'm guessing that... What, uh, what, what question is that? So that's in the book of Colossians. It's question number three. Okay. What was the spiritual meaning of circumcision found in chapter 2, verse 11 of Colossians? So uh, we've got some more questions, but let's go quickly and talk mm. to, to who's on the line. Fernando. Fernandito. Como esta? Hello. Good to hear from you tonight. Hey, What's going so on? Okay. How are you? Okay. I am well, Fernando. Thanks for calling in. We're glad to hear from you. Paul was from the tribe of Benjamin. Paul was from, the, you're exactly right, Benjamin. Now, I have an interesting tidbit for Fernando. Okay, Fernando. Okay. I this? think the word that you're looking for is he was a prisoner. 
No, that's not the word used over and over in the book of Philippians. That was a good guess. That was a good guess, though. He was a prisoner. He was in prison at the time. But there's a. It's almost ironic. It's almost kind of contradictory. In his letter to the Philippians, he uses this word or form of this word 16 times. Uh, uh, You know it when you were a child, you sang a song. I've got the blind dun 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 down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart. I've got the blank 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 down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. I don't know if you recognize the song, but do you recognize the word that's missing? No. No. Okay. How about this one? A Christmas carol. Blank to the world. The Lord. Joy. Joy. He got it. Yay! See, we're always willing to help, Fernando. We're always willing. Okay, now I want to tell you a little secret. Isn't that interesting, though, that Paul uses, in Uh, this letter he's writing from prison, he uses the word joy so consistently. And, in fact, the church in Philippi was started when when Paul was in jail in Philippi. So uh, you wouldn't think the word joy would be characteristic, but he uses it over and over again. Go ahead, Jacob. Well, I just wanted to tell you, Fernando. Yeah, go ahead. Did you know, uh, and Soapy, did you know that the Hebrew word for tribe, since you ask what tribe he's from, the Hebrew word for tribe, uh, don't worry about the word that's Mateo, but it's, um, uh, it's, but it's, don't worry about the Hebrew, but the same word also means staff, S-T-A-F-F, because each tribe was a staff of God. So the the word for tribe is staff, the same exact the, word. Why? Because the tribe the sta- is a staff of God. What uh, uh, what does let me see? Hang on a second. Um, I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on. So the word for a staff. Uh-huh. What is yeah. that word in Hebrew? Can you tell us? Yeah, it's uh, it uh, was a, uh, it was like a big old stick. Yeah. Well, okay. But you, what was the Hebrew uh, word? Uh, ma- ma- you said mat or ma- ma- mata. Mata. Okay, so, but it's a staff and tribe, same word. Now, uh, Fernando, you're familiar in the 23rd Psalm. It says, your rod and your staff comfort me, right? Yo. Uh, Yo. He said, yo. Yo. I like that. Yo. Yo, mama. Uh, Okay, so, (laughs) now, do you know what the difference is from the Hebrew? No, Uh, I don't. The difference of what? The rod and the staff. Uh, A rod, it would... uh... It'd be used to break something. Good, good. And a staff was uh, something that, that the shepherds hook? used to, uh, I guess, fight off the the wolves. Okay, you you were good on the first half. What is staff is used for guidance. Oh. And see, that's why it's got the hook on the end. It's kind of like to met, keep because we're talking to the little sheep here. And it's yeah. keeping the sheep on the path. That's meant for keeping the sheep on the path. The rod, you actually said it, is a weapon. It defends the attackers, but the staff keeps you on the path. D- defends from the attackers. That's, from yes. The wolves or the bear. Or the well, I had it backwards. Okay. No, you did fine. No, you, you got did it fine. fine. That's good, good, good. The, the rod so the is rod a is a weapon. The staff is a guidance. They comfort so, us. Yeah. So you're killing the guys that are attacking. To help, but the staff. to help them get around, the staff was. Yeah, exactly. keep them on the path because she could kind of wander was off. Was it to rescue them sometimes, to pull them back? Well, to pull them back because there are things that hide in the shadows. Uh-huh. Right. 
and the shadow, what's in the shadows will kill them and eat them. Okay. They don't like to go in the shadows, but, you know, so there's a, my, the rod and the staff comfort me. In other words, protection oh, and keeps me nice on the path. Nice little lesson but, from Psalm 23. But the, but the Hebrew for tribe is the word for staff because if we want to analogize, the staff was the staff of God was the tribe, each tribe. Great. Fernando, thanks for calling in tonight. You're a winner, and we're going to send you a, a, a packet with our prizes in it, okay? Okay. Good to hear from you, pal. Don't hang up now. Talk to John and, and give, get your let us get your address so we can mail that out to you, okay? Okay. All right, pal. Thank you, Fernando. Thank you, Soapy Dollar. Right. Don't hang up now. He didn't say thank you, Jacob. He just well, said Soapy. Jacob, of course. Yeah, see, you got all the credit. Thank you, Sophie Dollar, and your henchman. Your yeah, that's servant, right. Yeah, your, I'm uh, I'm your psychic. You're you're, you're my Tonto. You're my. Yes, I'm uh, the Lone Ranger. In our right. case, I'm the Lone Ranger. Yeah, you're, you're the Tonto. Yeah, you you can be the Lone Ranger. <laughs> and if 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 I'm never here, as I said earlier, you can get a banker to come on, and you know why, right? Uh, let me see. I've forgotten what it was for. What was it? Because he's the Lone Ranger. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Is that a very kind of a Jewish joke or not? Well, I just, no. No. I think it has to do with finance. I kind of think maybe somehow it has to do with something with uh, Judaism but, or, or Jews. Well, there you go. The loan arranger. You can be my loan arranger if you'd like. If you can arrange me for a loan, that, I would like that. Uh, now, you, it's interesting you said that about Psalm 23. Did you know that we read Psalm 23 this past week? Um, well, I could, you read Proverbs 23. Oh, that's Proverbs 23. But, hey, who's counting, right? Shoot. I'm allowed one mistake every program. Well, (laughs) Yeah, it's Proverbs 23. You're about six programs ahead tonight, but go right ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I like to work ahead of the the, But uh, I will tell you, since uh, we're getting close on time, let's talk about your number eight. Yeah, let's go start answering these. Uh, Develop your business first. In other words, get your loan arranger. First, uh, uh, before building your house. Now, that's not what it means, but uh, maybe you can shed the light. What do you think that proverb means? Well, Jacob? it means, you know, it's the same old idea that uh, when the Jews would want to get married, they had to build their house. They built it onto the usually the family's house. So the husband had to provide for his place, his wife, to have a place to live. Uh-huh. And I can prove that Jesus was Jewish. Because, and of course, I made this joke up. Because he sent his disciples out to work on a great commission. Uh, uh, and I can also prove this, that Jesus, you know, he did the dream of every young Jewish boy. He started out with a little corner store that grew into an international conglomerate. That's true. Uh, he went into his father's business. Yeah, that's and right his too. mother thought he was God. <laughs> and she was right. Exactly right, because an angel told her so. Well, right? that's the, that, and the, that last part was added by Sophie. <laughs> okay. What is the meaning of the proverb, develop your business first before building your house? And I guess to simply put it would be, learn to live on your means. Don't don't go into great debt. And, and, of course, a lot of Americans in our whole country and our nation could use that advice. Uh, learn to live on your means. Live uh, on what you earn. Don't. Don't spend more than you earn, right? That's uh, I think, simply put, would be the meaning of that proverb. Okay. Okay, let's go on to a, another question that needs answering. It says, name two of the fruits of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, 22 through 24, it says, in the context of that, he's saying that, that uh, the gospel of the Holy Spirit is going to build these virtues, these, these wonderful uh, characteristics into our lives. 
the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, self-control, these wonderful things that, that God is building into our lives as his people. And uh, so that is the meaning, uh, that are some of the fruits of the Spirit that are listed in Galatians 5.22. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. I mean, what? who wouldn't like to have those built into our lives? And that what that is part of uh, the redemptive plan of God. Not only to forgive us our mm-hmm. sin, but also to transform our character and build the very the nature, uh, the characteristics of God Himself, His love, His joy, His patience, build that into our lives. I I love that that idea. Uh, what else can we go? Who delivered Paul's letter to the Ephesians? Is that a Greek name? That's got to be Greek. It's it, not Hebrew. You would think. Okay, it was a guy named Tychicus. I think is the way you would say it. He's found in chapter six, verse twenty-one. He was a young. A believer that Paul was discipling, and I, I really like Paul's example of of always building into others and, and developing leadership, young leaders. Whether it was Timothy or Titus or this young man named Tychicus, that Paul, on most places he went, he there was a young, so there were other young men that he was building in and developing them, spending time and nurturing growth and teaching them. And training them uh, to be leaders, and, and uh, young Tychicus was one of them. He is sent back with a letter to deliver a letter to the, the believers in Ephesus. Uh, what is Paul's solution to the problem of worry? Let me read that passage. It's in the book of Philippians. You know that verse by memory, Jacob? Uh, no, I don't. You don't know your New Testament quite as well as you know the old, do you? Uh, I don't know either one very well. Oh, you. Okay, look at this. Uh, this is Philippians chapter 4. I'll start with verse 4. It's one of the instances where Paul uses the word joy. He says, always be full of joy in the Lord. Say it again. I say it again. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always and again. I say rejoice. Remember that old song? Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. And and then these words, don't worry about anything. In other words, don't be anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, the peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Uh, Just a great, beautiful passage. And the idea there is that uh, we are to um, uh, Paul's solution for the problem of worry is prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. That wonderful hymn uh, that we have. What a friend we have in Jesus, uh, and and we just take our our needs to Him in prayer. Okay, now the book of Colossians. Okay, uh, we're making our way through. You want to answer a couple of these? Well, just the ones that. Oh, we I want you to on answer this air. one. I want you to answer this uh, one because it relates to. It uh, comes out of the Hebrew. Uh, 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 Paul okay. is speaking here as All a Jew. Right. All right. Is there a song involved in this one too? No, <laughs> probably there is. But anyway, Paul is speaking here as a Jew. He is a devout, uh, uh, committed a Jewish person, a Hebrew person. And he tells the Colossians that there was a mystery. Let me, uh, I'll read the verse if you want. He says, uh, let me get to it. Here it is. Um yeah, I, he uh, said, I am glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am participating 
in the sufferings of Christ himself that continue for his body, the church, the, the people of God. God has given me the responsibility of serving his church, his people, by proclaiming his entire message to you. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ, of Messiah, are for you Gentiles too. And this, this is the secret. Messiah lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is this message that he said was hidden, was, was not understood completely in, in times past. And so uh, uh, that, that answers the question. What was the secret, and it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Uh, but Jacob, uh, does that say anything to you at all as a Jewish listener, reader of that? Is it, what would the word? Do, what do you think the word might be in the Hebrew that you're familiar with? Meshua, of course, Messiah. No, no I'm talking about mystery. The, oh, mystery. I think it might be. Hang on, hang on. I'm, 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 I'm hanging on. I'm guessing. Uh, you told me this before. Uh-huh. It wouldn't be miracle, would it? Nope. Uh, no miracle, no. Uh, mystery, mystery. Okay, go ahead and tell me. Kabbalah. Okay, which means? Well, it means secret. Well, it means to receive the knowledge. It's it's actually a verb. It's like receiving. Uh, to receive what? To receive the mysterious knowledge or the secret knowledge. Ooh. Excellent. Uh, a word that sometimes uh, doesn't get all that much uh, fair consideration in certain mm-hmm. aspects because they say, oh, Kabbalah, that's Jewish mysticism. Did you hear what I said? Jewish mysticism? Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh? And that's actually, that would be the word. Well, probably I like, well, you know, I like mysticism. I don't think that the gospel that we uh, that we hear in the scriptures in the Bible, that it's really laid out very clear. It's there's not... It's not a great secret mystery, and only certain people can understand it. That, I don't believe that. I right. think it's it's common. We un, for even a child can understand the, the simplicity and the beauty of the message of the redemption and the gospel. But uh, it is it is interesting too that it's very profound. This message and it there are mysteries, and that it does explain certain really deep aspects of our human experience. I I like I don't mind mysteries. So it doesn't bother me. What was the spiritual meaning of circumcision? I say it was the cutting away of the old sin nature. Uh, from, uh, you know that there is no word in, in the Bible at all for rituals or ceremonies. That's all. Uh, about circumcision? Oh, circumcision. No, ha. Oh, I wish we had time. Well, next week. Uh, I won't be here. The Bible now. Live oh, is dedicated to helping talk. restore the Bible to our culture and is brought to you by Crew Military Ministry. See you next week, folks. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Show. Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and the Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help crew military minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.